And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? This is Andrew Morgan's host of today's episode on Startup Hustle, covering all things e-commerce and Amazon. Um, excited to be back, and we're going to be talking with a local Kansas City business owner. It's going to be kind of exciting digging into her story. Before we get started, shout out to our sponsor, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Deb, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. This has been on my bucket list for a while, so I'm excited to be here. Well, awesome. I'm happy uh, that I'm I'm the host that gets to speak with you today. Um, I love talking with people from KC because it's just something we start with some common ground and um, you know, starting from the same spot. And I love to see people doing things in this city. Um, let's get started talking about, you know, your, your story, like, um, you know, what you're doing today. Uh, I want to talk about yes, athletics, but, you know, let's talk about how you got to starting this business. Um, you know, anything you want to share? Okay, sure. So I, um, have three daughters. Uh, they are pretty athletic and my youngest wanted to try wrestling and I knew there wasn't a lot of girls in it. And so we went and uh, we went to some, we went to club practice and she checked it out and wanted to do it. So first year, you know, when they're not overly committed, you um, give them the shoes from the the pile in the, in the gym. Uh, but the second year she was, she wanted to stay with it. And so we went down this road and come to find out there was nothing for girls, which was surprising because the more I looked into it, I mean, this is one of the fastest growing girls sports. I think the last figure I saw, there was something like 30,000 high schoolers, high school females wrestling in the United States. And um, so it's a really fast growing sport. So I was really surprised. So I just realized if they don't exist, then I should make them exist. And so mm-hmm. that's that's how we started. So the name is around, one thing that really inspired me is she was one of the only girls, if not the only girl at the time in her club. So here she is, she walks into this club, there's the boys, the coaches are really supportive. I mean, whether it's because it's the token female or because it's um, they're just supportive of the sport. Most of most wrestling coaches are so supportive and they love the sport so much. Um, but the boys, you know, and I can appreciate it. They don't necessarily want the girls there because they were born and raised to believe you don't hurt girls. So mm-hmm. they wrestle them and they ease up a little bit and then they get beat and then they get ribbed by their buddies. So it's they're in this lose-lose situation sometimes right so it's kind of a tough situation for these for the boys to be in so the fact that she um did it and stuck with it i was just so impressed and i just when i was 10 years old i would have never had the nerve to do that to walk into a gym with all these boys and stick it out so um it just really inspired me and so that's where i came up with the name of the company called yes athletics so just if there's something scary sometimes just say yes just do it just jump in there and, and and do it so you can't see on the screen for anyone that's just listening, but I have a tattoo that's front and center for me to see. It says just feel feel the fear and do it anyways. And um Awesome. You know, yeah, for sure. 
cliche or not, it's just essentially that, like we all have fears and you just got to like take them head on. So yeah, you know, so um, daily reminder, you know, just get like, you know, you can get comfortable. Um, you know, one thing I was thinking of just sharing that story is like, I, I bet a big, a big push or like a big re resurgence or um, for girls to be in the sport is like because of UFC you know, and all these girls in the UFC, these women in the UFC that have started fighting that are like kind of cool role models that like, you know, a lot of their background is wrestling. And just seeing that on TV alone has probably changed so much and, you know, trickled down all the way down to the high schools or the clubs. Um, you know, is she in club because high, like they don't, the high school wouldn't have like a girl's team or like, I was curious about that. Well, she's, she's 11 years old now. So she okay. started when she was nine um, so yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, Kansas became sanctioned in 2020. So their first official state wrestling meet for girls was right before the pandemic. They, they made it in out of the wire. So, um, I should have had this figure, but I mean, there was, there's so many States that become sanctioned all the time, um, for girls wrestling specifically. So, um, yeah, so she will wrestle in high school. That's cool. But I when think they're that's the younger, really cool. when they're younger, and there's girls that do it, you know, nationwide year round. It's not just a November to March sport. Come to find out. Yeah, I actually, um, when I was in college, uh, UFC wasn't a thing as big as it was. There was UFC, but it wasn't like there was gyms everywhere or anything like that. And I was actually in martial arts through school. It wasn't um, accredited. It was more like a club, and. Um, I, I loved it. I fell in love with it. We did like judo, jujitsu, karate. It was kind of like we had a sensei that knew all of it. And he was just like, everyone that wanted to be there was wanting to learn. So he would just like teach us different self-defense things. And there was like several girls in the class, even at that time that were um, training to fight, which was like kind of unheard of at the time. And right. they love, they love, we were a little bit older. So we weren't 11, you know, nine-year-old boys or anything, but like, uh, there was this like hesitation to like she wanted to strike she wanted to strike like they wanted to practice um, with the boys like punching uh, in case they got in a UFC fight even if wrestling is their mm -hmm. thing and um, wrestling they would kick my butt I'm just tall and lanky but like boxing was kind of my thing because I have long arms right. so they were like well I want to practice with someone that's good or like you know that's a good striker and I remember just being like if I don't hit her Every, like the class would watch you know and so it was like if you don't play to win then you're like she's going to get inside my guard is what we called it and she would take me down right. like she would right. take me down like she, she and it's like it's kind of a lose-lose um yeah. to want to engage you know it's such a great sport though I mean you see statistics I mean for the for the guys that I mean some of the best football players wrestled in high school because it just um, they're fast, they're nimble. You watch and you watch film and you know who wrestled by the way they tackle kids. And they're really good. They're really good. It's such a great sport for mental discipline. I mean, you have to cut weight. I mean, you have to be disciplined. You have to be physically fit. You have to, I mean, it's a, it's a really, really good sport for a lot of reasons. And for girls, especially, I mean, it, it teaches them self-defense. My, my daughter that doesn't wrestle, she learned how to do a throw. And I'm like, well, if you're on a date and a boy gets handsy, now you know. Now you know what to do. Boom. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, well, we're working with the brand on Mark, on the Marknology front with a lady. Um, I think she's going on 10 plus years um, that 
she built a business for her daughter around dancing. So there is a specific type of shoe um, around dancing where like the socks were like really ugly, I think. And so she built socks uh, to go with these types of shoes for the dancers that were just like more supportive. And like, so it, it really is like coming across the need like that and then just filling a problem that I think can really be onto something great. Um, you know, so I think that's great. You're about a year in, is that correct? So I officially launched in October. Okay. So I, I started the business in October. of Yeah. I started the business officially, you know, the legal part in October of 2019. And then I, I spent, you know, most of 2020, well, I guess half of 2020, you know, procuring product and identifying vendors and setting up my supply chain. And, uh, but then the pandemic hit, which threw a wrench in everything. Cause you know, we didn't know if there was going to be sports. I mean, Obviously, wrestling is a very high contact sport. So I I tabled it for a few months. I, I was going to try to launch it last April. And then I tabled it. But then, you know, come July, you know, I realized if the premise behind this whole business is about saying yes to scary things, and there's so much unknown right now, I just need to do it. So yeah. again, it, it, it just kind of came full circle. So I officially had product ready to ship in October. I love it. Of 2020. Okay. So how did you, you know, I know in your day job, you don't design products, right? So where did you, you know, how did you get started? What are, what are some of the basics of like, your, did you have somebody, you know, we talked a little bit before the show. Did you have somebody that was like, hey, here's how you go get products made? Was there someone giving like, you know, kind of uh, a mentor or a guide saying, hey, this is, this is how to make a shoe? Right. So yeah, a friend of mine, she um, sources products for Amazon and she kind of walked me through the process. And um, so yeah, you just interview vendors and suppliers and negotiate the best price and um, you get samples and review them and you want to make sure you have good, reliable product, especially for shoes. You you don't want them to fall apart. There's, there's a safety element to something like that. So um, I mean, that definitely takes a few months to get to go through that process. And then there's the creative process, which my daughter was really involved in as far as colors and um, you know, the target market for the first shoe is girls like age four to 14. Um, so they just want a cute shoe. They want to see a cute mm-hmm. shoe. They, they don't want black and white Adidas. They want the cute shoe. So, um, so yeah, my daughter was really involved with what colors to pick and um, helping me design it. And she would wear, I had some a focus group wearing the shoes to give me feedback on what we needed to add. And we added things, you know, we increased the sole a little bit. We added a, a part where you could put the shoestrings in because you can get eliminated. You can get disqualified if your shoestrings come untied. So we okay. added a few things throughout that whole focus group process. Well, how long did the changes take? Like when you would, I, I personally am working on a project where I did eight garments and I scrapped all of them just now. I got the samples and I'm like, the qual- like the quality was okay. Uh, I mean, the quality was good. Um, the, you know, the patterns turned out good. I didn't like the designs of the fabric and um, the fits just felt a little bit outdated for me, the way that they like fit, you know? And it was like, it, it was a little bit of a mind thing to be like, okay, I spent a month and a half getting these like from the time I sent them there to getting the samples and being like, I want to scrap and start over. But at the end of the day, you're trying to make something that's going to last, you know, that people are going to enjoy. So 
was that like a, a several month process? You know, the oh, for sure. Or... I mean, I would say easily six months of getting samples and looking at, you know, colors and deciding what to do. And um, my supplier's pretty responsive. I mean, we, I, you know, I said, hey, and I have them right here actually, but I said, hey, can we add um, this little Velcro thing for the shoelaces? This little thing okay. to help them keep their shoestrings. Didn't take long at all. They, I mean, maybe a week. Can, can you hold it a little higher for the screen? Yeah. So you can see so this little Velcro. And then you just, you tie your shoestrings and you can tie them in there so they don't help secure them a little bit more. So my supplier is pretty, pretty um, responsive for things like she's that, changes. She's, she's working on her personal brand already at 11 years old. I love it. Right, right. Yeah, so they, I mean, they're in my launch videos. They're, they're very involved in the process. That's really they're cool. My, uh, they're uh, my influencers on Instagram. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they're already building a personal brand. They're going to know, um, you know, going through the process with you is going to be so informative for them. Um, growing up, I think that's really cool. Um, are they like, is there something you have to do to get those kinds of shoes approved to be in a tournament or a competition or a match? You know, does it have to be like approved equipment? No, not no, no, not necessarily. My, my shoe I'm launching this summer um, I had to make one change because it had a metal clasp on it, and apparently that um, is illegal. It's a safety issue, so I had to I had to change that. So um, no, I mean it's just you know talk having contacts that are um, officials that can tell you the rules around it. But no, I mean okay, just no nice. idea really around creating a product in that space that's kind of like a competitive space, you know. It's very competitive space, and I know that the big the big brands are going to get into this space. But I feel like, I mean, we're we're trying to be a brand with conscience, so we're we're hoping to eventually do a scholarship. We support beat the streets. Um, we support. Tell me, about, tell me what you were doing in New York with the shoes. Uh, I'm in New York right now on the podcast, and we were talking about what you were doing here on your last trip in March. Um, you know, what were you doing with the shoes in March? So I was introduced to the gentleman at Beat the Streets Philadelphia. Beat the Streets is this amazing organization that helps kids, inner city kids, um, get off the street. And it's not just about sport, but it's about they they offer uh, mentoring. They offer ACT assistance. I mean, they want them to be successful in life. So perhaps they may not have the most stable home life. They feel like they have somewhere to go and there's some stability and mentor. And all these guys are, they wrestled at Penn. I mean, these are D1 wrestlers. A lot of them trained for the Olympics. I mean, these are rock star guys running these organizations. Um, so they have a lot of women in their program. And so okay. to support them, I did a buy one, give one on giving Tuesday, right after black Friday. And so Rather than ship them, I wanted to see their facility and meet them and meet some of the athletes that I was supporting. And so I went there in, in March and delivered the shoes. And um, I love that. We had a great meeting. Lee James was there. She's a, an Olympian. <clears throat> um, and so we toured the facility and met some of the athletes. And I was a sponsor awesome. for their podcast. They, they bring back their alumni who have been successful and they have a podcast just talking about, you know, how to how to change the trajectory in your life, how to change course 
you know, maybe if you don't have the best influences, that's what these, these folks in the program are trying to do is be, be positive role models for them to show that you can do whatever you want to do. You don't have to be a victim of your circumstances. I love that. I'm, I, I like to, I'd like to feel or think that I'm, um, a living testament of that, you know, and, you know, if you want to, it's really just about perspective, you know, and if you can change your perspective on something, uh, it can allow you to see a different path or an alternate way. Um, you know, I, I think that I like have heard some statistics and like what they were doing in DC, they've tried to do in Kansas city and different things like that around schools. And it, it was talking about children, um, in regards to a lot of them just see like what's in their neighborhood, you know, if you can bring in an outside role model or, you know, take them on a trip or like something like that, where they're able to see other people that they can relate to, you know, being successful or like thinking bigger, just that, that perspective alone of seeing it or meeting those people that one time or different things like that um, can be revolutionary and getting people to, you know, realize their kids to realize their full potential. Um, Just literally seeing someone else, um, you know, outside the neighborhood or whatever. And a lot of, you know, I mean, one thing this, these groups provide is they believe in the kids, you know, you might be a good athlete, but if you don't have anybody at home encouraging you or um, helping you, um, lifting you up, I mean, you're not going to necessarily be successful. So sometimes you just have to have somebody that believes in you and gives you a chance. And that's part of what this does. And they really want these kids. I mean, they, they help them get into college and get scholarships for wrestling. And it's, it's a really, really great organization. Well, that's awesome. What's some other stuff you, I I interrupted you before when you were talking about like who you've been working with, um, you know, I sponsor a couple, I sponsor a couple of, um, power lifters for special Olympics and they've qualified for nationals. So, so yeah, I just, I really try to find, um, organizations that I can support female athletes. I can support. Well, that's so those, those girls are power lifters. So that's another somewhat non-traditional sport for women. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, they're going to use the shoes for, I've got them singlets, my branded singlets for them. So I'm really excited to, to follow their journey also. Well, Kansas city is lucky to have you. Well, thanks. Yeah. I tried to, I mean, again, I know that the, the big brands are going to, to get into this space, but I think I'm going to be sustainable because of, I mean, I, I, and a brand with a conscious. We want to do the right thing. We want to support these girls. It's not just about selling shoes. Being a front runner is really important. I think speed and, and being early is important. You know, when I was actually using the word competitive, um, I wasn't thinking of the big competitors. I was really thinking about wrestling as a competition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like in softball where there's certain bats you can't use, you know, yeah, at least like there's certain um, right. things that are, you know, I was like, do they regulate the shoes and the, in the outfits and like, you know, the accessories that you can wear. I didn't know if there was standards around that or not. You're right. Cause there's, there was the shoes, those Nike shoes that were almost considered illegal to run marathons. Too much right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So no, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, but it seems I mean, like, I would like to know, think that these shoes give them a competitive advantage, but maybe I'll think well, a lot of it. I've gotten so many emails from, from moms that are just, you know, my daughter, she was in the slump. She was, she just wasn't having success and just having like cute girly shoes gave, gave, give the girls the confidence that they can do this. They can get out there and do this. So that's, that's all about what the brand is and getting the emails like that just make my day. 
Well, I know that me as like, uh, I mean, I'm even grown, but like, you know, if you're playing basketball, I still play a lot of league sports and volleyball and different things, at least like in the basketball world, like, um, it's look good, feel good, especially when you're younger. Like if you look like right. a baller, you got some shoes, you got some ba- real basketball shoes or like you're not in your jean shorts, you know, you've got the gear that, you know, the kids look at you different. You feel more confident, like, oh my God, I got the Kobe's or like, you know, I've got the Jordans or whatever it is. And you're like ready to go play ball and you got confidence. So um, I get it, at least especially mm-hmm. at like the nine to 14 age or, you know, wherever your market is, it's right. real strong there. And I'm, Hey, you're right, because that's that was kind of the goal with Beat the Streets. That is the goal with Beat the Streets is rather than go to the hand-me-down bin of the, the shoes that other kids have outgrown and maybe two other people have worn them and they're kind of old and smelly and, you know, they have a fresh pair of shoes. So yeah. you're right. Still, I'm, I'm 34. I'm not even 11 years old. And it's like I get new shoes. I feel like I can jump out of the gym or something, oh, you know. So. Right. Absolutely. I I I guess I, I should. I, I'm a runner. There we go. I'm, I'm going to say okay. it. But yeah, when you go get some fresh shoes, I mean, you are ready to go and there's nothing better. I love it. So what's next for the brand? Like, um, you know, you're doing a lot with different organizations you're participating with, like talked about on Amazon. Um, you know, is it like continue to build out your e-commerce, you know, strategies? Are you looking to get in brick and mortar? Kind of where's your, what's your game plan so far? I would love to get in a, in a major retailer. I personally think it would be a great marketing push for them to support women's sports, especially after what we saw with the NCAA basketball tournament and the girls feeling like they didn't have this equal equipment and, and opportunities. So I think it'd be prime time for a big, large retailer to, to pick up my shoes. Um, Can we talk about that just a little bit? Like I honestly sure. don't, I'm not, a, I'm not aware um, of some of kind of some of that press, like around uh, the women's basketball tournament. What, what happened? So one of the players, I can't remember which college they were in, but they posted, they had this little tiny, kind of like, you know, you go to the Super 8 motel and they have the little gym on site. I mean, that's what the girls had. And the men had this luxurious, amazing locker room and, and weight okay. room. And so it was, it was basically just put it in the forefront that women's sports, I mean, you know, NCAA, this is div- division one. I. I mean, they didn't have the same opportunities. They didn't have the same facility facilities so you know why is that why aren't why aren't women's sports on espn more why aren't so it it just brought it to the forefront so it's kind of good timing from that perspective also okay i love it thank you for the context just like Mm -hmm. you know for anyone listening to kind of know what's going on like you know just hadn't heard about it so forgive me um but okay so you know getting into a major retailer i know in my experience um a lot of the brands at least i work with have started on amazon with no brick and mortar presence and or e-commerce you know they start selling ten thousand dollars a month or whatever you know in sales and then it makes those conversations with the re- the brick and mortars that much easier by saying hey this is what i'm doing on my own um we you should have us like you know versus like hey i don't need you but if you, if you want us like you know i have a brand and this is a little bit of a long story i mean meaning it took a while but I've, I've had a brand seven years that i've been working with that um we were never in any brick and mortars amazon was really our focus we were just like building a brand through the website and amazon and social um and then last year they got an 800 you know auto stores like with one big move like the you know and it there's no way they uh, we weren't hunting brick and mortars. It was like they found us on Amazon 
kind of saw what we were doing and were like, we want your product in our stores. Um, so there's like a change a little bit in the market um, on how you can be discovered, you know, simply like, um, you know, you're in the Midwest, like how do you, how do, if big brands or retailers that are looking for hot products to carry in their stores now, the buyers are like looking online to be like, who's a top seller? Who's in this category? Like who's moving products? Um, so just a way to think about it too, as well. Like if you have a target for some of those, um, an e-commerce strategy can end up being a brick and mortar strategy as well. That's, that's interesting. Cause I mean, the feedback I've gotten was, you know, keep, keep the fact, if you're going to talk to the big retailers to keep that hush hush that you're on Amazon, because I mean, that's a big threat and you know, they're threatening all the brick and mortar stores and, and that's kind of a dirty word. Amazon's a dirty word to the big retailers is what the feedback I've been given, but you're probably it, it, a little more, it, you have a little more expertise than I than Well, in the it's, space. Like, it's like the stuff we're talking about is I am a trailblazer in a space that a lot of businesses haven't embraced. And then we had things like the pandemic happen and now it's a different story, right? And people are like, well, e-commerce is the way to go now. You know, things change really, really fast. And we're in 2021. Uh, the, like, the girls that are going to be buying these products um, are online or on TikTok or on Instagram, they're on right. Snapchat. Like, you know, they're, they're digital kids. Like these kids are like whizzes on the computer, even compared to me. Um, and I just think that the retailers, at least the good ones, in my opinion, and I work with a lot of them are embracing. I want a holistic strategy. It's okay to be here and here and here and here and here. Right. So you need to, oh, like, absolutely. Make, you know, they're my, um, they're my target. I mean, I've had conversations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, it's really just, other, um, other websites or even um, anyone out there listening. If you want to be a salesperson and go to wrestling meets and sit at a booth all day and sell shoes. I'm, I mean, there's, I'm open to, to anything because no, I need to be at the wrestling meets because the little girl, let's face it. You, the little girl sees the shoes and she goes to daddy and says, daddy and bats her eyelashes and says, will you buy me these cute shoes? I mean, you can't resist your daughter. So, right. And that's where like the TikToks and the Instagrams and those things come in is because right. that's where the kid's attention is. And, you know, what you're doing is you're marketing them there. Maybe it's just like a little dancing video focused on the shoes, right? Or a wrestling meet, like, you know, edited really cool with the shoes. And a little girl's like, look, 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 you know. Um, you know, so it's like maybe they don't buy through TikTok, but they're finding them there and then telling dad or mom like where do we get these shoes and the the meat is just a small version of that in my opinion like it's it's very close yeah. you get to do the talking you get to tell the story if you're talking to them one-on-one -on -one. um but the like tiktok social media amazon even are like the um the modern version of that face-to-face -face conversation you know oh for sure getting, getting the kids i think one challenge that you'll have online is if whenever you have like a new invention, I guess, or like you're filling a need in a new space that people aren't aware of, you have to actually like, it's like more demand. They, they kind of coin it demand generation. You're like creating demand from scratch. You're generating yeah, demand because sure. no one's out there looking for it versus just like people are looking for shoes and you're capturing that demand, you know? So right. um, there's, there's going to be a little bit of a challenge there but also you're a front runner and there's advantages with that as being like someone to first come out with the shoes. So I think it's super cool. TikTok's, TikTok's good. I love, I mean, I, I have a TikTok account. I'm not as active as I should be. Um, because I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think a lot of girls want to see a 50 year old woman. <laughs> 
dancing in yeah, the yeah. shoes. So I gotta, I really need to get my girls on that. I really need to um, have them be a little more, use their, you're an influencer for my brand, play that card. Push. Yeah, you push it, you know, you're like, <laughs> you're at least get your social media girl or whoever's helping you to like get videos of the girls and spice them up, make them do some coordinated dances, you know, like right. embrace, embrace where they're, where your customers are, you know, and that's at right. the end of the day. I think as a brand, what I'm trying to tell everyone is like, it's not about where you want to be or like building your brand to get, you know, I, I always say like, I had Best Buy Geek Squad turn me down. I've had like call centers turn me down to work there growing up, you know, out of school or in school um there's a lot of people that'll say no to the things you're doing you know and it's like doesn't mean like now i'm in the amazon business and the Am helping brands on amazon is like the hot thing you know and um so my point being like all the brands i'll have all these different uh do brick and mortar don't do brick and mortar stay on your website so you can control your customer don't be on amazon do tiktok don't be on linkedin like you know there's a million ways to sell right there's a million <laughs> ways to sell. and it's like look if your customers are there that's where you need to be Absolutely, go so, where they are. That's with anything. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. So yeah, yeah I mean, Snapchat, be there. Snapchat, take, and I did some some ads, some sponsored ads, and I had, gosh, I mean, nine thousand percent increase of traffic to my website or something. Um, it was pretty expensive, and I had zero conversions. I had zero sales from that. Now I know that I probably need to be consistent with that. Um, but, well, it's, it's, you also have to think of it like this, like it's probably the little girls coming through on Snapchat, let's say, for example. Um, and then, you know, just little advice here would be like really the sales funnel becomes, well, how do you retarget them? Um, or what does that look like? Exactly. We got to get um, mom so and dad write the check. So we got to encourage somehow get the girls to go to mom and dad to write the check. And shirts. it could be retargeting, right? So like Snapchat mm -hmm. for me is really top of funnel. Like you get a lot of views, but like people aren't buying, like I sell landlocked apparel um, mm -hmm. and Snapchat will give me tons of views, tons of clicks, um, but rarely purchases because Snapchat just isn't a purchase platform, right? Like Amazon right. is a purchase platform. Instagram is like views. They have some buying, but it's not really a buying platform. It's turned more that way. But Snapchat can be great top of funnel. And so then maybe you need like a retargeting or something like that where you continue to show up for them after they've been to your website. Right. Um, some of those things, just the way you have to think about like, um, you know, at the meets, you're getting in front of the girls and the parents at the same time. Right. You know, but, but oh, yeah. digi digitally, it's like you're going to get in front of the, the kids or the athletes. And then later you need them to bring it up to the parents or like show it to the parents or whatever. And the meets are instant gratification. So, I mean, it's it would be cash and carry. So you get your shiny shoes right there. Right there. You don't have to wait 48 hours for the UPS guy to deliver it. So I love it. Do you tell, them about, do you tell them about like the charities you work with during that process or like, do they have any idea or that's just something you kind of do outside of that? Well, I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to sell at meet yet. Um, okay. So it's, it's something, it's a, it's Pandemic, a business challenge uh, I'm trying to solve. <laughs> I'm hoping that I can hire some of my brand ambassadors. I mean, the travel to the meets, I mean, most of my brand ambassadors are nationally ranked and they travel all over and it costs money. So I'm hoping that, okay, when you're not wrestling, you stand at the booth and you get paid per hour plus a portion of your sales. Um, so yeah, it's a business challenge I haven't, I'm, I need to solve. 
Well, here's so, a little outside, here's an outside the box idea. You know, I've seen some brands do this, like when they're having a little bit of a barrier to injury that you're trying to solve. Like um, one of these was like these cartridges that people smoke, you know, um, and it was like they there was a new technology. And what they did was they would just send to to the smoke shops or the glass shops uh-huh. and, you know, say, hey, here's two. Here's two of these. Um, you know, these, I want, these are on the house. Like, this is what I sell them for. Um, hit, here's my card, hit me up when you sell these two or you give these two away and let me know when you want more. Um, you know, it could be an opportunity where you're like sending a pair of shoes to some of these clubs and being like, you know, I want you to give these to one of the girls and that girl starts wearing them and all the girls are like, where'd you get those? You know, kind of, it could be a way to get in there. So I work with a club called Silverbacks. It's in, it's in Los Angeles, one of the largest clubs on the West coast. And, um, one of their girls wanted to go, I want to say it was the Olympic trials, but she needed help getting her airfare. So in return, I, I helped her get her airfare, but in return, she had to do some social media influencing for me. (laughs) So she had to post on her story and post, do a TikTok, And so, um, yeah, so there's definitely girls in shoes that I've in clubs that I've helped out in that regards. And the brand ambassadors too. I mean, these girls wrestle, I mean, they're practicing four and five times a week. So they wear out a lot of shoes. So to get a free pair of shoes is one less expense that their parents have to worry about. Yeah. I love that. Um, Like where's, where's the brand going? Is it really like just continue to push sales? You can, are you focused on product development? Um, I just like talking to, to the audience that's like maybe starting a brand and in year one, you know, like where's, where should your focus be? And I know you're, you know, we're all figuring things out as we go. Um, you know, but is it like, do you feel like the product's really solid and you're just like, now it's time to sell it or you are going to continue to add kind of to the, um, you know, the female line. So the shoes I launched, um, were kind of, they're an entry level shoe. I'll just bring it up again. They're a fairly yeah. entry level shoe. Uh, my target for these is girls age four to fourteen. Um, here's another picture because uh, they're just they're cute shoes. So there's the girls that wrestle hardcore year round. I've developed another shoe. It's a little sturdier. It's called the Champion. It's gonna come out in August. Um, it'll be, it's a little more sturdy for the power lifters that buy my shoes. I have a lot of people. Okay. A lot of my Amazon customers, a lot of, you know, suburban housewives buy it for their boxing class at the YMCA or their local gym. So, um, that's the cool. next it's like a, side, a second customer or a, you know, a third customer right. base outside of the, the wrestling. So the next shoe is targeted for girls age 14 and up. They're going to be little, you know, sized a little bit larger. They're just a little bit heavier, sturdier shoe. Um, so that's going to launch in August, you know, eventually long-term, just looking at other non-traditional girl sports, like flag football is getting big and even tackle football is getting big for girls. So just, you know, evaluating what other girls out there are feeling like they don't have gear and support that they need and, and trying to meet that, that demand and help them out. I love it. Before, before we wrap up, I want to close out just the last 10 minutes with some questions. Um, what a reminder about that our episode is brought to you by fullscale.io helping you build software teams quickly and affordably um fullscale is definitely the place to go if you're looking for software development especially in times like these where it's really hard to find um you know qualified talent deb where can people find you 
you know, you said you're on Amazon. Um, you know, where's your, what's your website called? My website's yesathleticsusa.com. And honestly, there is where you can um, access coupon codes. You don't have the coupon codes on Amazon. So like first order, F-R-S-T-O-R-D-R, saves you 10%. Um, okay. Sign up for my my newsletter and um, my distribution list, and I send out coupon codes all the time. So we're going to have a Mother's Day sale this weekend, code mom, because if mom likes them for a boxing class, I have a girl that she emailed me, and she's, she loves to use them when she rides her motorcycle. So they're not just- I love it. Yeah, they're not just for girls wrestling, come to find out. No, I have some like lifting shoes. I wouldn't call them power lifting shoes, but they're by a company called Noble. Um, and they're just like, they're, they have men's and women's, but it's more like a, a high, a, it's kind of shaped the same as a wrestling shoe, really with the kind of like high ankle. Um, and I use mm -hmm. them for all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, if it's hiking and I just want support for my ankles, it's a different kind of shoe. You know, a basketball mm -hmm. shoe that's also high ankle like that for me is really clunky, really heavy. Um, right. you know, it's not like, not like a wrestling shoe. I see guys in the gym all the time with a wrestling type shoe, um, you know, when they're lifting. So I, that, that didn't come to mind immediately, but it makes a ton of sense that you'd have moms and, um, you know, different people looking at the shoe and being like, Oh, this looks great for, for this or that. Yeah. Cause I, I have some brand ambassadors that are MMA fighter fighters and power lifters, but yeah, I mean, they're just, okay. they're just really flexible and lightweight. So, I mean, yeah, they're perfect for, because boxing class is hard. And so if you're going to go to boxing class, I mean, you don't want an extra five pounds on your feet when you're doing kicks and stuff. So yeah, they're, they're great for that. I love it. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of MMA females in Kansas city that are kicking ass these days. Um, you know, if there's any of them that tune into this show, you guys have to connect. Um, if I come across one, I'll definitely send them your way. That makes a great idea. Um, and I love when Casey brands and influencers are supporting each other. So please let me know if there's anyone I can connect you up, connect you to that you like would be like, this would be a great ambassador for the shoe. There's no Casey. I mean, I'm biased, but there's no better place. They're so supportive. It's such, such great infrastructure in place to support young companies and entrepreneurs and everybody's willing to jump in and give advice. I mean, I had coffee this week with someone who helped me talk through crowdfunding and I mean, mm -hmm. Everybody's always willing to give up an hour of their day to have lunch or coffee or talk through business challenges. And, you know, whether it's because of you and Kaufman and the Kaufman Foundation, but it's and you and you see it through all the companies that have grown and exited. And I mean, even Surter was kind of a out of your garage place. And look, and it's grown into this huge mammoth it's company. City. So, yeah, it's a city, basically. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, Kansas City is a great model of if you support these young businesses, they grow into big businesses. No, I, I agree. And I like I was at a e-com conference. That's why I'm in New York. Um, and, the, you know, they're asking about Kansas City and different things. And it's just like the, the entrepreneurial community here is just like pretty supportive, really strong. You know, I don't know if it was like we got fiber or we feel like the underdogs or you know, what it is, but the community is, um, I'm a testament to that. Like, you know, I, I can almost hit up any body of any status in Kansas city and ask for a lunch and learn or a coffee and just like pick their brain. And, um, people are so supportive to, to young startups in KC. Right. Awesome. Well, 
Deb, it's been awesome having you on the show. Uh, to everybody that's tuning in, we will have like her website down in the notes. Um, so you can find her. Are you, are you on link, LinkedIn or social media? What are some of those handles? Yep, I'm Deb Tompkins North on LinkedIn. Um, okay. I mean, Yes Athletics, I have Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sign your YouTube. You want to see the, a lot of, there's some great video out on YouTube of my story and the product video and. I love it. You're everywhere. You were like, ah, I'm, I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. <laughs> I love it. You're on TikTok. She's on YouTube. You're on Instagram. I'll have all of those in the notes. Um, it's been a pleasure just getting to meet you today and, and learning about Yes Athletics. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. And thanks again to our sponsor for today's episode, FullScale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. We'll see you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.